This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Welcome in to the Illini Inquirer podcast. Jeremy Warner, Illini Inquirer publisher here. How are we feeling out there? You know, it's been a rough couple months and, you know, you're just waiting on bad news for most of it. It's bad news after bad news. But here we go with Illinois basketball. They're back. Both of them. Io DeSumo last night with our late emergency pod. And uh, we broke all that down. And today... As expected at this point, but still just a monster announcement as Kofi Coburn, the seven foot, 285 pound Big Ten freshman of the year, announces he is returning for year two. And Illinois basketball is one of the Big Ten favorites yet again. It's been a long time since we've been able to say that. Of course, as I wrote today in my column, uh, I have Illinois as the Big Ten favorite. I do. Uh, with these two returning, with the depth they have, with the dangerous guards they have, they have some flaws, of course. We'll see how the three-point shooting improves this year. And uh, they don't have an ideal person at that four spot. Uh, but they have two of the best players in the Big Ten, the best guard in the Big Ten, one of the most physical forces in the Big Ten. Uh, and I, I just think a great freshman class, good transfer senior leadership, uh, veterans on this team when it comes to DeMonte Williams, Trent Frazier, uh, Georgia Bashanishvili back for a junior year. This is simply the best roster Illinois has had in at least 15 or 16 years. And, of course, we're dating back to D. Brown, James Augustine as seniors, and before that, of course, the national championship runner-up. So that's the type of roster Illinois has put together. Now, can they win the Big Ten title? Can they make a long NCAA tournament run? Will we have a season? All those things will be remain to be seen, but you have a roster that's capable of it, and we have now set ourselves up for the most highly anticipated season of Illinois basketball for some of you in your lifetime. Think about that. I mean, for, as long as you've been a Illini fan, some of you might have been five or six or whatever when Illinois went to the Final Four in the national championship game, but a lot of the guys and, or guys and gals in college, you haven't experienced in time, real time, and sports conscious of a team like this. So, of course, I called up my guy. He was on the road, so we weren't able to Zoom call this one today. Uh, but Derek Piper, Illini Inquirer, for the second straight day, breaking down everything about what this means. Kofi Coburn back in Illini uniform. Io DeSumo back in Illini uniform. I talk with Derek about Kofi's decision-making process, uh, where Illinois does stand in the Big Ten after all of this, and why they could be uh, the Big Ten title favorite, why they couldn't be, uh, but also how this impacts everybody else on the roster, uh, and uh, just how Brad Underwood did a pretty good recruiting job when it was uh, both uh, counting scholarships, as people get concerned about, uh, as well as just recruiting these guys back to Illinois. So we got a good conversation with Derek, about a half hour here of just Illini basketball goodness and a lot of high hopes for what they could return and what they do return for the 2020-21 season. Let's talk with Derek Piper, Illini Inquirer, next.
Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Introducing the two-way V4, where groundbreaking fuel cell technology meets fresh foam cushioning for the ultimate performance. With fuel cell, each step feels explosive, delivering unparalleled energy return. Paired with fresh foam, experience maximum comfort throughout the game. Its lightweight textile upper offers support and breathability without sacrificing agility. Whether you're hitting the clutch shot or locking down the opposition, the two-way V4 gives you the tools to play at a high level. Learn more and purchase the two-way for yourself at newbalance.com. All right, second time in less than, man, this was uh, 14 hours ago. I think I last talked to Derek Piper and two of the biggest news stories we've had to cover in a very long time. Last night, the late emergency pod, the surprising news of Io DeSumo, and I guess it's late, less surprising today, uh, but Kofi Coburn coming back as well. And uh, Derek is the champ here. Uh, that's all I can start thinking of is, boy, uh, we, we go from last week, man, are they, they going to lose both these guys? Is Illinois going to be a bubble team to all of a sudden this is the most anticipated basketball season hopefully we get it um but the most anticipated basketball season what 15 16 years here has to be and you said it there i hope we get it i i know personally uh i don't know if i can take the the emotional toll of of, of the build-up and not having a season i know a lot of fans would would be right along there uh for the same ride but yeah, the, your two stars decided to say, let, let, let's run it back. And uh, that was something that a week ago or even at the outset of the offseason that seemed pretty clear to be the, to us at least, uh, the least likely scenario based on the combination of two decisions. But uh, it works out, and, man, you've just got such a embarrassment of riches in the backcourt with Kofi. The, we'll see what happens with Luca, but at least one of the best bigs in the Big Ten and so much more room for him to grow and develop and it's just a, a really really exciting time that you worried that maybe you know tailed off at the end of last year not that there weren't great days ahead by bringing in Adam Miller and Corbello and, and teaming up with what you knew you were going to have and, and that was part of you know Kofi coming back as well you have a, a really good team but to get Io and Adam and Corbello and just piece it all together is it's it's all that you could have could have hoped for, uh, and really, I, I wrote it that the dreamers might not even have dreamed this one up, uh, you know, back here in April or whatever it may have been. So, uh, it's let's have a season, let, let's cover it. I, I just I, I can't wait, and I know that you know, everybody involved in Atlanta basketball is, is fired up and uh, ready to do some some things that haven't been done in Illinois in a, in a long time. I mean, I, I remember 0405 and the buildup, but I mean, you can see it on Twitter. There wasn't Twitter back then, but you know uh, that first basketball game or the first big basketball game, or even if there's only conference play, let's start with Illinois, Iowa, by the way, that'd be fun. Um, but it's, it's just a different feel around here. And, and, and Kofi had his own decision to make, right? I, I don't know how much he, he talked with Io throughout this process, but he had his own decision to make. And I, I think this was the rational decision, right? All along, we have 
haven't seen Kofi rated high. I think he's got a lot to work on with his game. Uh, he's one of those guys I think can actually benefit from being in college because of the, uh, I think, attention he's going to get from the people around him, whether it's Orlando Antigua or uh, Brad Underwood or Adam Fletcher. I just think they are so invested in him that a pro team might not, whether it's overseas in a one-year deal or a G League deal that can be very tenuous. Uh, I think he can dominate in the Big Ten. I think he can be one of the best big men in the country. But, Derek, it felt like over the last couple of weeks, maybe this thing was changing. So take me through what you thought about his decision-making process and just was it a roller coaster? Were there some swerves in this thing? I know there was from an outsider's view, and you did try to dig into it, obviously, and, and see what you could get. And uh, I thought that you'd be foolish not – look, the Illinois – camp and and talking to the people around the program they, they stayed pretty steady and and saying that you know they expected him to to be there for next season even after he left campus and stopped going to workouts and went back home and he knew that uh at least from what i had heard, what I had heard he had to take care of some, some family business back home and uh that certainly checks out uh as you as you hear that and um yeah, it's just there's the question marks. And we know that with team workouts, team organized workouts start back up and Kofi's not there. And um, it, it made you question. He was putting some stuff on Snapchat and maybe he was drumming up the drama. I don't, I don't know. Maybe he was actually thinking about it, talking about taking risks and uh, things of that nature. So it made you wonder. It made you think uh, at the same time. And then the, the combine situation where he's on the list of 105 combine candidates as far as vote getters in the NBA that was another thing that raised your eyebrows and, and it presented some angst and some stress and some uncertainty at least again from those that were trying to you know look at it from the outside or even just trying to gather information and not hearing uh, a ton at that time but uh, as it came out that he didn't in fact have a combine invite as you also take a step back and look and see whether he's deciding today or whether he's doing the whole loophole of, of pulling his name out and giving himself two extra weeks and maybe going back in, that combine is not going to happen by August 17th. And right now it has no date. Right now it has no location, no format. And not being officially invited, it just further goes on to the feedback that, as far as I've heard, is has been pretty much of a consensus of the league thinks he needs another year at least. Uh, they're very intrigued by his size. They're very intrigued by his mobility for, you know, being seven foot, 280, 285. And how could you not be excited about just the, the trajectory and just how much he got better in a, in a 12 month period from, you know, June 2019 and, and until I guess now he's a little bit more than that. But uh, he's still got a lot to grow. He's still got a lot to, to get better at. His back-to-the-basket game is, is still pretty raw. It's still something that, uh, for a guy that put up 14 and eight or 14 and nine, uh, to still, you know, he shot 25% on hook shots last year, and uh, I think he can still get a little bit more mobile. His hands can get better. He can put, you know, putbacks. His touch around the rim can get a little bit better. So, uh, but he's an he's an absolute force, and I know we'll talk a lot about play style, and probably even will a year from now about. The, the play style in the NBA compared to what Kofi is, but he can go back and show that he's one of the most dominant big men in the country and he can win at a really high level. And I think Io just 
if there was any any doubt or any hesitation, I think that that made it easier. I'm not again. I'm not saying that those necessarily were connected. I think they had to make the best decisions for themselves. But um, the opportunity to be one of the best teams in college basketball really sets both up to have a lot of eyes on them, both from you know the national media perspective, but really even more so for them. More importantly, is scouts and executives. I mean, people are going to care about what Illinois Illinois basketball is doing from the moment the season even tips off. Uh, Derek Piper's a pro because I was going to ask him what else he could work on, but he kind of uh, addressed it in there. Um, Derek, I went full homer, um, but I've, I've been on this for a while. Uh, ever since we started this conversation, I said, if both these guys coming back, I'm picking Illinois uh, is the Big Ten title favorite. And it, it's just my view of the team. Obviously, I have a very close view of them, but I also watch all these other teams. Iowa could win the Big Ten. We know that. They're the best offense in the Big Ten. But I think they have issues defensively, which is why they lost six of their last 11 games in the Big Ten, including uh, here in Champaign against Illinois. I think Michigan State, if they get Xavier Tillman back, are, are, are definitely a team with all their talent on the wing uh, that, that is going to compete for a title, especially with Tom Izzo as their coach and all the talent there. But they lose Cassius Winston, and how is that going to look? Rocket Watts certainly is good, but uh, might be some growing pains there. And of course, Wisconsin is going to be in the mix because they return everybody from a team that won a share of the Big Ten title. Um, but why could this team win the Big Ten title or what would hold them back? So maybe what are the pros of what why this team should be the favorite or maybe why they shouldn't be? Yeah, I think you're all over with the defense. And, and that is something, because it's easy to really get excited about the offensive upside. And uh, clearly, you know, Io not only just a late game closer, but just the ability to get buckets in transition and and if he's able to add a three-point jumper that's as good of a score scoring guard maybe even in the country and obviously that's that's something that he's proven and will be able to build on as he comes back uh Kofi look again that's the inside out duo that's a pick and roll that was really really dangerous and now we saw last year teams having to cheat off of guys on the perimeter to try to guard just that two-man action and Illinois obviously won a lot of games last year and it worked for him it worked for him in some big late game spots but even just adding some more shooting around the perimeter whether it's guys making those jumpers at a higher clip whether that be Trent Frazier who's very very capable Demonte Williams who showed that in the last you know six games down the stretch and if he can just be a, a 33 percent three-point shooter is a guy you leave in the corner he's going to make it uh, enough times to hurt you but now you you got Adam Miller who was one of the best pure shot makers uh, in the country as far as uh, his class in 2020 Uh, Austin Hutcherson is a really very really really good shooter as well Um, and yeah Grandison's very capable he he shot about 36 percent in a D1 and uh, so you got guys who make shots and if somehow uh, you know, Benjamin Bossman's Verdonk, Coleman Hawkins is there on the floor. Those guys can, can, can make shots as well. So I think offensively they're a load, but uh, back to the point is being able to play both sides of it. And Illinois won a lot of games and a lot of their, you know, the improvements and, and just flipping the switch in the season was playing defense and uh, getting after people at that end of the floor. And uh, Trent Frazier on the ball is, is spectacular. Uh, I would assume when I was talking to his dad this morning, he's 
he came into Illinois at 170, and now he's teetering between about 193 and 195. I mean, that guy is, is built, and he has the length. He has the ability to really guard the, the best off guard or wing that you may present to him uh, in this league. And uh, Adam Miller's got length. Hutcherson's got length. Uh, Demonte Williams, of course, is, is a guy who's not going to fear physicality and is going to love the opportunities and do the dirty work on defense. And then Kofi at the rim. Kofi at the rim changed so much last year. Uh, it allowed them to really, on the perimeter, sell out on, on stopping threes and knowing they had backside help. And and also just the experience of, of playing in the system and, and knowing what works on defense. So uh, I, I think that all really, really bodes well. Of course, I mean, the reason that they might not win the Big Ten and probably – uh, you could point out some of their flaws again that, uh, or just question marks. They, they were still the worst three point shooting team in the league last year. And, and guys got to be able to step up and address that. They still have some question marks on having the four spot figured out. Um, DeMonte was a, was a reliable option late as a small ball four, but there are some, some different matchups that maybe don't bode certainly well for him, or even if he's, or if he's not, knocking down shots but uh, it's and I would hesitate on what you're going to get from Georgie I think that's still a question mark again if he, if he uh, steps up that's even more so what you have when you're on, on your plate but really it's it's who else is in the league because it's a league that's going to have multiple top 10 teams uh, Wisconsin just that's a well-oiled machine a unit that brings back a lot Michigan State probably don't give enough attention to Josh Langford who if he's healthy he's Really, really good. If Tillman comes back, obviously it's a huge, huge piece. And, and you wrote, and I, I agree with you, he'd be a Big Ten Player of the Year candidate as well. And Iowa can flat out score it. Will be could could be the highest scoring team in the country. We'll, we'll see if they play any kind of defense. But I mean, just seeing the battles last year, you know that they're going to be tough. So uh, just the the high level teams would probably be the biggest reason why you don't win it. But you're one of those teams on paper that going in should be able to, to not only get one in the Big Ten, but uh, nationally really be a factor that can, can make a run at some hardware. Derek, the, the easy segment here would be to do the like starting five and the rotation here, and I, I know we're going to do a piece on that here coming up, but I'm just wondering how this impacts everybody else, right? And, and I think for everybody else, it is a positive. Uh, we had a lot of people saying, oh, what's this mean for Adam Miller with Iowa coming back? It means Adam Miller is going to get a lot of open shots, <laughs> and uh, he can make those open shots. Uh, it means for uh, Jacob Grandison that he's going to get a lot of open shots and, and be a role player. It means that Andre Kerbeau won't have the weight of the world on him and that, like Cassius Winston his freshman year, he can be a role piece before taking over uh, as the lead guard, most likely, the next year. He can learn on a winning team of, of how to do that. Uh, for a guy like Georgie, um, you know, after what he went through last year and just, you know, the the personal mental struggles you go through when you're not playing well and you're all of a sudden not the fan favorite or you're not like the go-to guy in the post, um, he can just be his himself uh, and he can be a boost to this team. And uh, Adam Miller doesn't have to be a superstar right away. Austin Hutcherson doesn't have to be a superstar right away. I don't think this negatively impacts anybody. Sure, maybe a couple minutes for people, but uh, this is what good programs 
programs have. This is what Michigan State has, where even the top guys have to kind of wait their turn, uh, and you have depth. Um, that's what this is all about. This is what a Big Ten title contender roster looks like. Yeah, that's what happens when uh, you have the ability to bring all that back, and all of a sudden, top. You know, like like you said with Michigan State, we're top fifty caliber incoming freshmen, maybe don't start or, or maybe, you know, one of them doesn't or uh, they're not the guys you're just leaning on so heavily. And, look, that's not to say that Adam Miller or Andre Corbello weren't going to be capable of that and they still have the ability to, to be huge factors. But it just it puts them in a lot more of a comfortable situation, an easier transition for them. And if there are inconsistencies out of those guys early, uh, even for a guy like Austin Hutcherson who's making – I think it's big that him and Granderson were able to practice against guys like Io, guys like Trent and, and, and that team last year, but they still got to get acclimated to the Big Ten and what that is and uh, real game action. So uh, not putting them – they're, they're kind of tied in there with the freshmen as well, of guys that just haven't, haven't done it. And uh, to be able to follow the lead of Io and follow the lead of Kofi, and you mentioned it there, just the attention that Io is going to attract – we saw it last year, and if I mean, if he's a better player than he was last year, then that's even more so. And I, I saw so many open jumpers last year for other guys, and if those are going to Adam Miller, those are those are going to be killers for other teams. They're going to same I would expect for for Austin Hutcherson. Same what I expect for uh, a Trent Fraser, who I'm sure has put a lot of time and is doing that in, on the court to to make sure his senior season is is the best that it possibly could be, and uh, also, make sure Georgie's not having the guard. If Luke is back, just I, I still think the best route for Georgie is is a five, but to not be your your only five and, and forcing Hamlin in there for double digit minutes potentially. And uh, there just there's a lot of depth, and just to to have those alpha proven guys at the top, two guys who are probably first team All Big Ten preseason players and. Um, can both dominate a game, and then you got some other experience around them. It, it just it, it should allow them to pick up where they left off last year, and allow some of those other guys making that transition just to, to settle in and and not have the attention of of being the top guy in the scouting report from the from the very get go. Yeah, so I think Andre Curbelo's Big Ten Freshman of the Year uh, odds went down, but I think Adam Miller's actually went up, Derek. Like, I just think the opportunities he's going to have uh, in this offense to kind of take over the Alan Griffin role, right? And, and be, whether it's starting or not or coming off the bench, whatever it is, but to be that spark, that scorer, that shooter, uh, I think can, can be fantastic for him. So, all right, Derek, let's take a stab. At, at, if you're Brad Underwood, what would the starting lineup look like? Um, I would, Io and Kofi are certainly in that. Um, I would have Trent Frazier in that with what he brings defensively. And we forget how many minutes he played and how few turnovers he had. And I would expect his shooting uh, to be better. DeMonte Williams, I think, will be in the lineup just because of everything he brings you. And, and he was shooting the ball at least decently well at the end of last year. And then I think, I think Corbello comes off the bench at this point with, with those guards you have coming back. I would, uh, I think you need a shooter out there with IO there. Um, so I would probably go Adam Miller, or Jacob Grandison. Um, who, who do you think Derek, how, how would you kind of set the odds at that? Yeah, it's, it's a good, it's going to be a fun thing to debate yeah. here in the, the coming months. And, 
to try to work out. I know the boards will be very lively and uh, spirited about certain opinions. Uh, Isn't it fun it, that that's like the that's like the heated debate? Like that'll be the yeah. heated debate now, right? <laughs> oh man, uh, the place of uh, it's a different echelon, different tier uh, of of where you're at as a program. But yeah, I. I'm telling you, in my gut, I still have that feeling it's going to be really hard to keep Carbello off the floor okay. uh, as far as, as a starter. But then again, I think one of the most fascinating things, and we uh, I can't wait for the first opportunity to talk to Brad, where it's been how do Io and Trent play together? How do Io and Trent and Felice play together? Now it's how do Io and Carbello play together? I think that's really interesting because you got two guys that really need the ball in their hands. And I'm not, I think Carbello can make Io better. I, I think that we saw last year, you know, Io and Police, Police is another guy that, that you need, you know, some kind of spot up shooter. He, he's a guy that needs the ball and has to make plays. And him and Io were able to make that happen. I think that Carbello can set Io up for some good opportunities. But uh, I'm with you. Io, Kofi, for sure, locks. I think Demonte Williams starts probably as a small ball four, unless Jacob Grandison just tears it up. Or continues to have a good offseason. I've heard some good things so far. I know hasn't had a lot of five on five and, and whatnot, but um, yeah, it's a tough decision there with with Adam or or Curbelo. I think the probably the most natural thing early is yeah, Trent, Trent Io, and I, I wouldn't argue with you if it's, if it's Adam and then Demonte and Kofi and, and Curbelo coming off the bench. I, I just again, I, I think if it was. Perbello, Trent, Io, Demonte, and Kofi. I, I think that that could absolutely work. Uh, one more thing, uh, probably on your side, is that I think it puts you in a more natural position to defend yeah. if you have Trent and Adam and Io as your backcourt. Because if you have two smaller guards, and it's a little bit different playing two smaller guards or with Trent and Felice, given Felice's physicality, that Perbello is just not going to have early on. So. Uh, yeah, and I can't wait to hear the reports of those guys battling it out for minutes and pickup games whenever we can do that and get to that point. Because you hear, yeah, you hear stories about '05 and and when Illinois had great teams in the past, and uh, that those wars on the on the practice court are are pretty um, pretty good stories to hear. I know that there'll be some fantastic ones because again, just the depth you have and the options, and uh, it's going to be fun. Derek, here's a here's a way I can kind of envision this and just show the difference of two years, okay? When I was in Maui, all right, and I'm sitting next to Gar Foreman on the court in Maui, <laughs> um, the Illini starting lineup was Georgie Bashanishvili as a freshman, Aaron Jordan, Trent Frazier, Io DeSumo, and who am I missing? Was it DeMonte? Yeah, it probably was. Okay. It probably was. Your backups this year, potentially, okay? Curbelo, Hutcherson, Grandison, Georgie as a junior, and Hawkins or Bossman's? Like that's, does, yeah. that, does that group of backups beat the starters from that year? <laughs> right, yeah, <laughs> probably. That's, yeah, Georgie as a junior, being able to come off the bench, if, if boss man's is healthy, I'm still buying stock in that. And yeah, to have some sit out transfers, to have the experience of, of playing uh, against Big Ten competition, of getting in the weight room and 
the fact that, you know, Brad calls Hutchinson best athlete on the team. A lot of depth. It's a lot it's answering a lot of of needs and um, just yeah, overall just, you know, piecing it all together, you, you have a lot of answers and that's that's something to be really excited about. Yeah, I'm looking up the roster just so I can make sure I had that right. Yeah, I think uh, Felice came off the bench. It was Kipper DeMonte. Yeah, I think it was Kipper starting at that point. Um, oh, wow. So that just tells you a little bit of the difference uh, two years makes. Uh, but, again, we got to make sure we play a, a season. So let's, let's, let's do what we got to do. <laughs> I think uh, our, our numbers uh, – the source You said it best. <laughs> you wrote you wrote it best. I, I couldn't have even put it put it better than that. Yeah, I think uh, there'll be more social distancing. <laughs> there will be uh, more masks on in Central Illinois, uh, given what Illinois basketball could return. All right, Derek Piper. Thanks, man. I, fi- I just figured out this was episode 100 of the Illini Enquirer podcast. Hey. I think uh, Illini fans are feeling 100 right now. Did I use that right? <laughs> yeah, I, I think so. Uh, <laughs> if I'm cool anymore, I don't know if I ever was or or anything, but yeah, I think, I think that sounds right. But uh, I'm glad we can make it a special one. It's been it's been a fun little 24 hours, and uh, not not a ton of sleep in there, but it's okay. It felt normal again. It felt like we were in the midst of the season. And let's let's get there. Let's play some let's play some hoop. All right, Derek, what you got coming up on the site? Um, I know there's so much we could get to, so many angles we could go to. And I got football stuff I just threw to the side because who cares about football for a couple of days here, given what basketball is happening? <laughs> yeah. Uh, I know I was supposed to talk to Brandon Weston, who is now going to Hillcrest Prep, and I need to follow up with him. So I've got to worry about badgering uh, not only myself, but the Illinois staff on, hey, you sure you still don't want to reclass or anything like that? But uh, that will come. But obviously taking precedent here, uh, I'm going to dare to do the rotation, the starting lineup, break that thing down. What's that going to look like? Uh, I'm sure I'll get grilled on the message board, and, and, and we'll start some fun conversation that will continue but uh yeah let's i'm also talked to as i mentioned i talked to Iowa's dad this morning uh got a few quotes from him i'm, I'm planning to talk to io later today and uh we'll get reaction from him as well and hopefully he can dive more into went into this decision and uh get his insight and uh, we'll, we'll see if we can do some of the same stuff with kofi as well and um sure we'll hear from brad here in the next couple of days so uh you look at, look forward to that and well yeah anything you can anything you can ask for we'll 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 cover it well and we learned again we knew john gross could count and brad underwood can count right so when we say that right. they 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 know how to do that so you don't have to ask anything or uh answer anything about open scholarships anymore Derek. we got that thing full thank thank god well <laughs> I, I should probably write a piece too of like what a heck of a recruiting job! Because you, you you landed the two possible biggest recruits you could have in the off season. I know I mentioned it. I think the last pot or before that. Um, it's been a little while since Luke Goody committed. It's felt like a long time, and there's been some some other recruits pop off the board to other teams in the Big Ten, and some transfers that that didn't go your way. The you know the Justin Smith, the misses on Justin Smith and Francis Okoro, Shondi uh, Brown, Shondi Brown yeah. don't. Don't don't seem so big uh, anymore when you got your your two big boys coming back. So uh, yeah, they obviously wanted the best for them for for Kofi and Io as far as their decision and supported that 100. percent But uh, they made their case to, to bring him back and they executed that. So 
yeah. one of the best rosters you've seen here in a long time. And for those transfers, made good decisions because I don't know how much of the ball they'd be getting yeah. here uh, at Illinois. All right, Derek Piper, thanks for your time, man. We'll talk to you soon, but I'm sure it won't be as uh, big a deal as what this conversation's the last couple of days were. <laughs> I don't know how you top it, but we got a lot of fun uh, conversations on line of basketball coming up here as we, as we build up and go forward. Uh, usually news pops up when, when we're doing these, so I don't know what's coming, but we'll, we'll be on our toes. Derek's right, and we got a lot of content right now up on Illini Inquirer. We will have a lot more coming up. Derek talked about some of the pieces up there. I have my column. I've kind of been thinking about for a while if these two would return Iowa and Kofi back. I think the Big Ten title runs through Champaign, and I break down why. And uh, if you're an Iowa fan or Michigan State fan or Wisconsin fan, I make the case for you in there as well. Uh, but I also, uh, there's a few things that bother me about those teams but obviously all of those teams are capable but I, I just think Illinois with what they return uh, is the team to beat uh, and that's something to behold think about how long uh, Illinois fans have been waiting on that uh, and right now is a great chance to sign up for Illini Inquirer all this month but uh, act shortly because we're going to have so much great content on the VIP side of things uh, act uh, quickly because we got 50% off an entire year your first year of VIP membership that's more than a 50 dollar savings uh just a couple cents a day and uh great Illini content we cover every angle that we can and uh, we got a lot coming up in Illinois basketball and as I said I got some Illinois football stuff I've been wanting to get to I was watching some of Daniel and Matt Torbebe film the other day and I got some cut-ups of that uh, that I'm going to get to this week as well thank you all for listening to the Illini Inquirer podcast it's been a busy one six in a week uh, we're up to 100 now. Um, appreciate all you guys for the support out there. And uh, it's been great to come on here these last couple of days with great news for Illinois fans and provide you some insight and uh, just a little bit of breaking down what it all means for everybody. So if you don't already, subscribe to the Illini Inquirer podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Rate us, review us. We appreciate when you do that. All right. I think we're going to take a few days off of this, assuming there's no more huge news. Uh, we'll talk to you next week right here on the Illini Inquirer podcast. Friday. TV's hottest show is Fire Country. I'm not a hero. I'm in orange for a reason. They're taking 12 months off your sentence. You're free. Lady. With a special epic season finale. Now that I'm out, I need something to get me up in the morning. You are a firefighter. Used to be. That will be unforgettable. In the name of your life's happiness, go get your girl. She's getting married tomorrow. Says, when do you let anything get in the way of what you want? The Fire Country season finale. Friday, 9, 8 central on CBS and streaming on Paramount+. Plus.